Our scripture lesson this Easter morning comes from the Gospel of John, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. It's the Easter story. Uh, before I read that to you, though, let's bow our heads and join together in prayer. Gracious and loving God, we come to you now with open hearts, hopeful to hear your word. We pray by the grace of your Spirit that the words we hear and the thoughts of our hearts will lead us to your will. For all of us as your church and for each of us as your children. Dear God, we love you. We thank you for your love. Amen. So again, John chapter 20, beginning with the first verse. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken, my, taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. A few weeks ago, as the reality of this pandemic was setting in, I was watching the news and saw just a heartbreaking story. It was a story about a father who was a nurse in Saudi Arabia. His name was Nasser Ali al-Sharani. And he had been working at a hospital for years. And, and every day he would come home from the hospital and his little son would, would greet him at the door with a great big hug, glad to see his father once again. But on this particular day, things were different. His father had been working at the hospital all day trying to take care of people who were infected with the COVID virus. And he came home and his mother and the, the little boy's mother, the man's wife, decided she was going to film her little boy reaching out and, and greeting his father and hugging him when he came home. But when the door opened, the father realized he was still wearing his scrubs. He might still be contagious and infected. And so as the, the son ran towards him with arms wide open, the father said, no, stop. And he froze. 
And that's when the father covered his eyes and knelt to the ground and began to weep because he couldn't reach out and hug his son. It was like there was this invisible wall, this invisible barrier between them. A barrier that, of course, was keeping themselves, but a, a barrier nonetheless. Heartbreaking to watch. I imagine most of us kind of feel heartbroken this Easter Sunday too because all of us want to be together on this Easter Sunday, but we have all of these walls up around us that we have to use to protect us during this time. We'd much rather be here in our sanctuary today singing the songs of Easter and saying Christ is risen, He is risen indeed, and being able to, to share in the joy of this wonderful holy day. But even though this Easter is very different than what we've experienced, it's not that much different from the first Easter. In fact, the disciples on that first Easter were right where you are. They were locked behind closed doors trying to keep themselves safe. You might remember the story of Good Friday when Jesus died. The disciples scattered and they, they had to go and, and protect themselves to close their homes up and, and hide from the authorities who were out trying to arrest all of those people who were followers of Jesus. And even on Sunday morning, they were still hidden. Only Mary got up, Mary Magdalene, and, and went to the tomb to try to prepare the body for its final burial. Of course, when she got there, we know the story. The, the stone was rolled away, which sounds like wonderful news to us, but to her in those first few moments, it was a fearful sight. Because she thought maybe someone has desecrated Jesus' tomb. Someone has stolen the body. And so she went to the other disciples and told them what she found. And of course, Peter and John came to the tomb and, and saw what she saw. But they went back home wondering what was going on. Mary stayed there in the graveyard and began to cry. And that's when a stranger came upon her and asked her that question, that question that we're asking ourselves this morning. Whom are you looking for? She turned and she asked the stranger what he had done with Jesus' body. But when he said her name, those walls that covered up her eyes fell down and she recognized him. This was Jesus Christ in the flesh. And she knew she had found who she was looking for. That's the question we have to ask ourselves every single Sunday, every single day. Who are we looking for when we look at Jesus Christ? When we answer that question right now, we know how we would answer it. it we're looking right now for a cure. We're looking right now for someone who can tear down these walls, can set us free, can give us hope that we don't have to continue to live like this in seclusion away from each other right now. We're looking for an answer, for hope. We're looking for someone who can come and save us in the midst of all that we're going through. But the good news of the Easter story is that's what Easter is all about. It's about tearing down those walls that we have up, that we use to hold God at arm's length and maybe hold each other at arm's length too. You might remember the story from Good Friday when Jesus died. There in the temple where all the people came to worship God, there was a great big curtain that divided the people from the Holy of Holies where God supposedly stayed. And when Jesus died on that Good Friday, that great big curtain was torn in two from one end to the other. That artificial boundary that the people had put up to protect them from God was now torn down. And God was on the loose. And there was nothing that could separate the people from the love of God. 
That is the good news of Easter. That every single day, there is nothing that can separate us from God. And there is no boundary that we can set up that can stop God from reaching us and loving us. But not only that boundary that we have between God and us, but the boundary that we have between others as well. There are all kinds of walls that we put up in our lives. Walls like hatred and fear for those people who are different than us. Walls like anger over those people who have hurt us. Maybe walls like guilt that we feel because we need forgiveness ourselves. Maybe it's just the wall of our own selfishness, our own sinfulness. We put up those walls all around us. And it's the good news of Easter that can tear all of those walls down. I maybe told you this story years ago, but it's a funny little parable that means a lot to me. It's the story of two brothers who loved each other and lived together, but one day they got into a disagreement. And that little disagreement that they couldn't even remember after a while really blew up into a full-blown argument. And finally, one brother, the younger brother, decided to move out of the house. He moved right next door across a little creek, and they didn't want to talk to each other. They didn't want to work with each other. They didn't want to see each other anymore. And so finally one day, a man who needed work came to the older brother's house and asked him if he had anything that he could do. And the older brother thought for a minute and he said, I know what you can do. Go out to my barn and there's a bunch of lumber out there. And I want you to take that lumber and go along the creek that separates my property from my brother's property. And I want you to build a great big wall that separates the two of us so that I don't even have to look at him. I don't have to see him or his family or his house at all. The carpenter thought for just a minute, okay, I know exactly what you need. I'll come back in the morning and start working. And so the next morning, man, the brother, older brother, looked out his window and saw the carpenter working. But instead of building a wall, he built a little bridge across that creek. The older brother was mad. That's not what he asked for. And so he ran out to the house and started heading over to scold the carpenter who was there working. But before he could do that, he saw his younger brother walking across the bridge that he had made, tears in his eyes. And he said, I can't believe you had him build this bridge. After all I've said, after all I've done, please forgive me. With that, the carpenter put the tools on his shoulder and walked on, knowing that his work was done. That's what the good news of Easter is all about. It tears down those walls that we build in our lives to keep us separated from God and keep us separated from each other. And we need that miracle now more than ever. Maybe you feel like we've missed out on that miracle this year because after all, we can't be here together. It almost feels like maybe we've had to cancel Easter. We can't do our Easter egg hunt. We can't do our, our Easter breakfast or our sunrise service. All those things that we love so dearly. But it's in these moments now, these moments when we feel so separated, that we need to remember Easter is not just a miracle that happens once a year. It's not just an annual holiday. But every single day is a little tiny Easter for those people who believe in Jesus Christ. I've told you this story before as well, but it's one of my favorite stories from my own ministry. When I worked as a youth minister at the church in Charlotte, North Carolina, we would have an annual Easter egg hunt like most churches do, but we did ours a little differently than we do here. The, the children would go into Sunday school class while the middle schoolers and the high schoolers would hide all of the Easter eggs. 
And the teenagers took pride in trying to hide those eggs in a way that the kids couldn't find them. They would throw eggs into the big boxwood bushes so that you had to dig through the bush to find an egg. Or they might even throw one up on the roof and get it caught in the gutter. Or they might even hide one up in a tree so that the kids couldn't even reach it. And there were plenty of eggs for all of the kids, but there were always a few left behind that had not been found. Which meant that throughout the year, we would be surprised with Easter eggs. Over the summer, we would be playing capture the flag with the kids and someone would fall into one of those boxwood bushes and out would pop a little Easter egg. And they would hold up that Easter egg and they would look at it and say, hey, guess what? It's still Easter, even in the summer. And then in the fall, when the leaves would start to fall from the trees, one of those little Easter eggs up in the tree would, would fall down and someone would run and pick it up and say, hey, even in fall, it's still Easter. And then right before Christmas, when we would start doing one of those church work days, cleaning up our church, someone would be cleaning out the gutters and they would pull one of those eggs out of the gutters and said, oh, by the way, even at Christmas, it's still Easter time. Every single morning is Easter morning. Every single morning we are called to proclaim that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Remember, we don't say Christ was risen. We say Christ is risen this day and every single day. And our calling, even in this difficult time, has not changed. We are called to be Easter people, to go out into the world and show that the resurrection has come and that Christ the Lord is still with us and nothing can separate us from God's love. That means tomorrow, on Monday morning when you wake up, it will still be Easter morning. And a few weeks from now, when we're able to gather in this sanctuary again, it will be Easter again. And months from now, when you're able to say you're sorry or forgive that person that you've been needing to forgive, it'll be Easter morning again. Or when you reach out to that person in need who lost their job during this time and you help them get back up on their feet, it'll be Easter morning once again. Every morning is Easter morning from now on. Every day is Resurrection Day because we, as the people of God, as the followers of Jesus Christ, are called to proclaim the Lord's death every single day and proclaim His resurrection until He comes again. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen this day and every day, now and forever. Amen.